This ESPN podcast is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Bill Simmons. Welcome to the BS Report, taping this on a Monday, Martin Luther King Day. We have a Grantland Basketball Hour coming, ESPN, 5 p.m. today, right after Hawks-Pistons, ESPN, 5 p.m. Set your DVRs, watch it live, do whatever you need to do. Zach Lowe, Rember Brown, Jason Whitlock, Jalen Rose, my co-host, um, even the dramatic debut of Dave Jacoby. Uh, check that out, 5 p.m., ESPN today. But right now, football, unbelievable uh, day yesterday, at least the first half of it. Cousin Sal, you teased Seattle and New England, <laughs> even though we both knew something wonky was going to happen. Was that one of your greatest wins? Yeah, it had to be. I mean, because I, I had all but written it off and doubled up on the late game and, and everything, and it just uh, I just didn't. We talked about it, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm jinxing you, but we already have New England-Seattle to be in the Super Bowl as one of our many hundreds of uh Prop bets is the only one that survived, but I said, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm doing more on it. I'm, I'm I like both home teams to survive, and uh, that was crazy, just just insane the way that ended up. Yeah, so we before the year we had four, we had three small super bets, Super Bowl bets. I think it was like New England versus Philly, New England, Seattle, New England, mm-hmm. uh, Philly, San Diego, Philly, San Diego, Seattle, and then the bigger one was New England, Seattle. Yeah, San San Diego was definitely in there more than, than we needed them to be. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was small because the odds were so ridiculous; they right. were small. But right. this is two straight years now where the two favorites um, actually made it and then made it as one seeds. And so now I, I don't know if like the wonk team has gone out the window, but um, the first thing I want to say, it, don't blame that the tight end who stupidly grabbed the onside kick only for what happened in that game. That was right. a systematic uh, disaster that involved multiple players. It actually, it reminded me a little bit of 86 game six world series, Red Sox Mets in that mm-hmm. Buck, everyone came out of that game with Buckner as the GOAT. Right. But John McNamara screwed up. Clemens came out. Um, the the Chiraldi was a Chiraldi. disaster. Bob yeah. Stanley was a disaster. Like you, There was five, six people to blame for what happened in that game. And I think the same thing for the Packers. First of all, Mike McCarthy, you're on the road. Why are you settling for field goals in the first half? Terrible. Terrible. I thought both coaches were bad. I thought Carroll was bad. I mean – First of all, Seattle's down two scores, four minutes left. They're running on first down. They're running on second right. down. It, it, was, it was, you know, nobody wanted to win that game. And McCarthy, same thing, just like you're saying, fourth and one twice. And we talk about it over and over and over. What does the other team want you to do? Well, you're, you're a Seahawks fan. You're ecstatic that they're kicking a field goal on fourth and goal from the one-inch yep. line, you know, twice, right? And then fourth and one uh, in the early in the third quarter from midfield, they punted, too, so... Uh, that, yeah, that's well, they, the one good thing about this. Mike McCarthy maybe regrets throwing that red challenge flag last week because he was exposed as a as a sub subpar coach. I think game day coach. This, I mean, it went beyond subpar because yeah. you know the two fourth downs, especially the first one when they had a half yard. Like you don't make it, you don't make it. Fine, they're on the they're they're ninety nine and a half yards away, uh, yeah. trapped on their own goal line. Like you're gonna get the ball back anyway. Right, but. 
I thought actually the most inexcusable thing of all the things that happened yesterday, and it just got lost in the shuffle, was giving up the fake field goal touchdown. Yeah. Come on. It's 16 to nothing. They've generated no offense all day. It was a relatively risky kick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they needed a momentum change. How are you totally blindsided by the fake field goal? What the hell are you doing? That was bad. And let me just say, we were one Gary Gilliam fake field goal drop away from probably the worst conference championship games in decades, I think. I was looking back, right. and, you know, the Bills in 93, there, was, there were a couple couple years back in the early 90s that there were not not fun Sundays uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that was um, that kept them in the game, obviously. And, uh, well, my buddy Gus said, and I thought this was a good way to put it, like in video games when you're beating your buddy yeah, and he lines up for the field goal, that's one of those situations where you don't even put the block field goal defense in. You, mm-hmm. just, you just stay in the nickel. Right. You're like, fine, take the three points. I'll be up 16 to three. That's great. Right. You, ha- you have those three points. Take them. Yeah. Um, and instead, that was a disaster. And then, you know, everyone's blaming the, the tight end on the onside. And Fox, of course, because Fox loves to, loves to beat the hero villain goat thing into the ground. Joe Buck's been doing it for 20 years. But um, what about the guy going into the slide with five minutes left and the interception with wide open field? Like the announcers just didn't even mention it. We saw no replay of how much daylight he had. Yeah. It seemed like he could just run for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. They did everything to lose that game. Yeah. I don't, I, I hate that this Brandon Bostic thing is, uh, it's funny. Brandon Bostic, Bill Buckner. I just realized the double B, the double, double B, B yeah, the alliter- right now. alliteration. But apparently he was supposed to get out of the way. And Jordy Nelson was supposed to get that. But how do you get out of the way of that? If you get out of the way of that and it bounces and then Seattle jumps on the ball, then you're, then you're a goat for getting out of the way. So you have to try to make a play on it. <clears throat> it was know. coming right at him. Like, I feel like if he had blocked, it would have hit him in the back. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. What's he but explain to, to me the guy going into the slide with five and a half minutes left. I wish I could. I don't know. what that, It really just looked like they were playing to lose or make it a close game or something. That was one of the strangest plays. And in the moment, it was really strange. Yeah. I was watching with my dad and Kevin Wilds. Mm-hmm. And all of us were just dumbfounded. We kept waiting for the replay to see how much daylight he had. Because it seemed like there was 10 yards of daylight. And then there were two lumbering offensive linemen coming at him mm-hmm. way back. But other than that, there was nobody. Um, and then Green Bay had the ball twice with just a first down. They win the game. Right. First time, two run plays, then the incomplete pass. They gave the ball right back. It's funny, the incomplete pass. You would have wasted Seattle's time out there if you, if you run there. I don't know if it would have made all the difference, but you know, yep. they kind of did that against the Cowboys last week, and they had the helicopter tip pass that Cobb ended up catching on third and 11, I think it was. But, yep. uh, and they did it again this week, and it may have, may have come back to bind them in the ass. Then the but. second time, just a couple runs, they ended up giving the ball back. Yeah. And then the defense just collapses. And this is yet another goat that nobody's talking about today. The defense gave up three touchdown drives in about a minute. Mm-hmm. Three in a row. And then gets get, gets beat down the middle at the end of the game. The only thing you can't do in the, in that overtime is not give up a touchdown. Yeah. And they and the guy in curse had wide open middle of the field. And also I would have been scared of curse. There, there should almost be some like a sports writer on the sidelines of every NFL playoff team who could point out stuff like because we were saying this when we were watching the game. Like, 
well, every Wilson interception was designed for curse. Wouldn't right. it? Doesn't it make sense that he would catch the game-winning touchdown? Of course he did. Right. He lifts, lifts the curse. No, every pun intended. But And we still haven't talked about the most bizarre play of the game that never should have 0% chance of going down. Obviously, this doesn't happen if uh, they don't get the onside kick. But that two-point conversion catch by uh, Oh, my Wilson. God. Yeah, hi, Clinton ha-ha dicks. Come on, what is that? You can't make a play on the ball or, or, or anything there, knock it down or knock him down? or. Well, there's so much at stake for that. First of all, it puts him up by three. But more importantly, yeah. so what, a million and a half teases were at stake there? Oh, with yeah. Seattle teased down to one and a half or two, right. whatever you had him at. Right, and all right, of a sudden, right. this two-point conversion, there's $100 billion on the line. They have and, no uh, business making that. R- Russell Wilson scrambling left, scrambling right. He's in trouble. He throws that, uh, that alley-oop, and, uh, and it's corralled. Unbelievable. It we, really is. I mean, can you remember three more devastating losses for separate franchises? Like, I don't, I don't count the Colts' losses devastating. Obviously, they got, they got murdered, and they were never in the game. But Lions, Cowboys, Packers, three. De- I mean, these, these losses stay with you for years. And yeah, but that Packers loss was that's the five times worse than your loss. That's the worst. That That's in descending I, order. The but, Packers yeah. loss is on the short list of all-time worst football losses. I still – Definitely. I, I was thinking about – oh, by the way, one last thing on that two-point. I've been waiting my whole life for a quarterback to just throw it up for grabs in the two-point. Yeah. They always panic or they throw it out of the end zone or they, yeah. whatever. It's like just throw – just basically throw a five-yard Hail Mary. Yeah. Because right. if if it gets caught, so what? You, they can't run it back. It's the equivalent of when they're lateraling it back at the end of the game and they need to score and the guy just steps out of bounds because he gets <laughs> right. tired or something. It's like, no, no, yeah. They can't run this back. They can't do anything with it. The play's dead if it goes incomplete or intercepted. You just throw it to someone with the same color jersey as you. Hopefully, something I happens. thought um, – I still think the worst football loss I've ever seen was uh, the Biner game. That oh, to yeah, me is yeah, still number friends, one because yeah. he was running into the end zone yeah. and we didn't have TVs that were as clear as we had now. Mm-hmm. And it was just seemed like he was running in for a touchdown. And then all of a sudden everybody was jumping on something and Dick Embers going, oh, the, oh, my. And yeah. it, I've just never seen anything like that. Definitely. That was probably. That was and probably. then you throw in Cleveland's history. This, this, and then, you know. Can I say one more thing of Cleveland's history? I didn't know. I thought they're waiting to make the video yearbook on the Browns. Uh, for the Browns, they're waiting for Trent Richardson to win the Super Bowl MVP. I don't see how that happens now, but I think I think it will. That they're just one stop away from getting it all complete. <laughs> the uh, the the Green Bay one, like Music City Miracle, was a horrendous loss, but that was mm-hmm. round one, right? That was the wild card round, yeah. Um, I think everybody forgets how terrible the Far Vikings loss was. And the um, fact that they were right there about to kick a field goal, the and then Saints? all of a sudden he throws the pick. Is that the Saints game, you're saying? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. the, the uh, Viking Saints. Yeah, I, yeah right. That, was, that was just as bad as this Packers loss from, from a rug getting pulled out, plus like just people in disbelief. Social media was around at that point. Mm-hmm. I thought this was – this Packers one was uh, – had the most things go wrong for a football team that I can remember. Well, I think a uh, guy from Sportsbook it emailed me uh, that it was 20 to 1 odds when they were down. I guess they were down late in the, uh, midway through the third quarter. They were still down two scores. Now, whatever it was, they were down 20 to 1. It was 20 to 1 odds if you wanted Seattle. And Wilson had four interceptions and a fumble that he recovered. 
Yeah. And, and he and, almost had a Delome. That was yeah. almost a Delome. Four yeah. picks and a fumble is the full Delome. That's right. That is the full Delome. And also, you have Curse and Baldwin down two double digits. Boy, it doesn't doesn't look good right there. But the Seahawks in the second half continues to be a locked bet. It really is. Yeah. You know, the Packers only had 19 points heading into their last field goal drive to save the game, which Rodgers mm-hmm. ended up getting them in overtime. Right. I Fairly like, easily. Yeah. He got I felt like they were moving yeah. the ball that whole game. Yeah. Like right. that, it, like you could play that game twenty times, and mm-hmm. I think twenty-two points in regulation with four interceptions that you get, and mm-hmm. a, and a kickoff fumble—that's the lowest point total you're going to have if you played that game twenty times. Right. So, I, I don't, I don't know how you get over that game. Rogers, nineteen for thirty-four, one seventy-eight, but seemed like he could get move the sticks when he wanted to, and Lacey too. Run, run yeah, well, Lacey like was the whole game running mm-hmm. up the middle. Yeah, I yeah, thought the pack. Rogers said after the game, I thought it was interesting because players rarely say this now. But Rogers said after the game, we had a better team and we blew it. Hmm. Um, I kind of agree with him. I think they had a better team except for the coach. I think their coach murdered them in that game. Well, and then okay. a lot of dumb stuff that that pops up. But God, we, my dad and I are sitting there. And we're trying not to jinx like we want to play who or who because the Pats hadn't played yet, and we're, yeah. you know we're obeying all the jinxing rules. Mm-hmm. But initially, we wanted to play Green Bay, right? And then as that game went on, we're thinking like, ah, I want to play Seattle. Mm-hmm. This would be great. Seattle can't can't throw the ball like they nobody's open on their entire team. They they don't have a single receiver open on any play. Mm-hmm. And then Sherman gets hurt. And we're thinking, like, this is great. If Seattle can somehow come back here, that would be awesome. Playing but with then, one arm. I, I fully expected Sherman to pick six uh, with one arm. <laughs> one arm, right. Rodgers drive to cover the spread uh, before they kick the field goal. But Rodgers needs to teach Sherman how to act better when he has an injury. I thought Sherman could have leaned over a lot oh, more wow. and really milked the, uh, yeah. the bad arm. <laughs> but, uh, but then when it went into overtime – we didn't know who we wanted to win at that point. Who would you, if you were a Pats fan, who would you have rooted for when that game went into overtime? Who was a better team for us to play? I think the Packers are easier to watch film on and and try to figure out how to beat. I do. I, I think I'm, I'm thinking purely Belichick here, but but I'll say this: if you're up two touchdowns and you're the Patriots, you're not going to play. Excuse my language football if you're Bill Belichick and punt on fourth and one and kick field goals on fourth and one you just know they're not going to do that so nah. that said I think with the double digit lead you want it you definitely want to be to uh play the Seahawks so I, we I, ne- I yeah we none of our defensive players would have gone into a slide right on the on the on the potential game winning interception where you could have maybe run down the sidelines I can't mm-hmm. wait to watch that play on all 22 yeah uh and then is the other thing that kind of surprised that that kind of went under the radar that last minute? Like the Packers were driving, they had their timeouts. Like they had one play over the middle. They didn't call timeout for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it it right. was just weird. Like and then they go to kick the field goal, but they call timeout with like 19 seconds left or 14 seconds, whatever. And they kicked the field goal, but they left the Seahawks like 11 seconds left for something bad to happen. It was, yeah. it was the strangest coach game I can remember for a team that almost made the Super Bowl. They played the entire game for, for overtime, for Tavares Jackson right. calling, call, calling the coin flip 
and hoping that they won and didn't give up a touchdown if they didn't get the the, the kickoff. It was bizarre. It was uh, you, you almost you couldn't believe what you were watching. You really was that couldn't. a fireable game? Because if like if that was one of my teams, like a Boston team, because I felt this way after Grady Little that the Aaron Boone game, which had a lot of similarities to what we watched yesterday with the Packers. Like it was by the time that game was over, it was like he has to go. I, I yeah. can't watch another game that he manages, and right. that's how I would feel if I was a Packers fan. Yeah, I would too. I think if you need if you get a few players, uh, you know, belly aching about it, McCarthy, it, it's a rough one. It's really rough. Although you see some of these guys that the other teams are hiring, I don't know. I don't know if there's a better option, but that was that was bad football yesterday. How much do you hang on Rodgers? Anything? Does this go in his legacy? I don't know. Legacy with the, the LEG in capital letters. I, I don't know what you do with him. I really don't. It's uh, didn't get the ball in overtime. MVP. Never well, touched the, it. Nineteen for thirty-four, one seventy-eight. Like the, the guy didn't even have to have that good of stats, and he uh, and they, they should have won. But I don't. I don't blame him too much. Really yeah. Don't. But what do you? Well, so, it, go ahead. What was that? It still gets mentioned. I think for him. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead, had, of, ahead of Manning. First down in the last seven minutes, and the game's over, basically. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I have to watch that. You know what's interesting? Again. When Seattle punted, I think with like seven minutes left, down yeah. 13 or like 15, fourth whatever and 12 it was. or something, yeah. And, uh, and we were like, whoa, why not go for that? Mm-hmm. But it worked out. It was one of the rare times. I was like, yeah, we got to stop, got the ball back. Interception, still got the ball back. They got it back and, and ran. I couldn't believe they were running as much as they were. They ran with seven minutes left, and then that, there was no urgency. There was no anything. Like, <laughs> Seattle, like, I understand why Russell Wilson was crying after the game. It's not, it wasn't something that they should have won. Bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. I, I, don't, I, I think you're, uh, you're in good shape here. I really do. I mean, were yeah, you— Yeah, but are we, though? Because, like, the Seahawks— they pulled that game out of their ass, and I can't see them playing two crap games. Well, that's They're the not going to play thing. worse than that. That's one thing we, we should maybe learn from these things. Like, you know, be careful about judging teams by their last act. Like this weekend, you know, you would have said, well, the Pats struggled to get by the Ravens, and the Colts beat up the Broncos pretty thoroughly. So let's go Colts plus the points. And then the Seahawks handled the Panthers pretty easily, and the Packers barely got by, benefiting from a disgraceful call slash roll. So – Let's take uh, the Seahawks to win big. It just doesn't work like that in the, in the NFL. It really doesn't. The, I think the Pats are going to be able to run on them. Yeah. Um, I think their secondary against what I watched from the Seahawks receivers yesterday, it's, it's going to be tough for anyone to get open. Mm-hmm. Lynch is going to have to carry the Seahawks. Right. And Wilson. Well, it was weird that they didn't. I don't know whether the Packers changed what their defense was, but it was like Wilson had no space to do Wilson stuff for three and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden, late in the fourth quarter in OT, all of a sudden he looked like Russell Wilson again. Yeah. Yep. Dom Capers. Might be, that might have to be it for the Packers and Don Capers. He might, he might have to be another one that goes. Yeah. But that Russell Wilson where he keeps it himself and comes around the end, that seems, that seems unstoppable whenever he wants it. Just some plays that these teams have, it seems unstoppable. And yet – they can't put together two drives in a row. Biggest winners yesterday? Packers uh, fans. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I would Lions no. fans. Lions fans and Vikings fans. Oh, really? I think I think that was one of the great sports days they've ever had. I got some emails from, from both sets of fans that were just 
sheer delight to watch the they it's like this weird NFC North thing dating back to when it was the NFC Central but mm-hmm. uh you know they feel like the Packers are like the arrogant it's like the yeah. brother in the family that's doing better, making more money than everyone else, has like the hot wife, and you just kind of resent them the whole time. Right, right. And uh, and I think they really enjoyed seeing the Packers just fall apart. They loved it. They did. Like Viking, I mean, that's happened to the Vikings two hundred times. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if that's one of the three worst Viking losses. But I don't know. I, I think the Viking <laughs> fans really enjoyed it. That is the worst. I think that is the worst loss. Coming from a Cowboys fan, I don't. I don't think yeah, it's, it had that. the most things go wrong. I can't remember a football game that had more things go wrong over like a forty-minute span. Yeah, yeah. What a! I, I I can't even imagine what Vegas was like. Do you think there should just be a twenty-four-seven? Like one of the casinos in the sports book should just have a camera. Like that should be the NFL. Oh, yeah. Like what you know, the NFL Network. They don't know what to show when there's oh, that's football a good on. Idea. Yeah, that should just be the NFL Network's programming. It's just sports books. That's a great idea, and then show the endings for those. Yeah, because it, it, the, the, that culture is just phenomenal. Like you have guys with six dollars on a game, and you have guys that have sixty grand the other way, and they'll be yelling just as much at each other. It, it, yeah, they should definitely do that. Put the eye in the sky. That should be part of the all twenty-two. <laughs> well, the other great gambling moment yesterday was somehow the Pats didn't go over. The Pats scored forty-five points, and the game mm-hmm. stayed under. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard the to over was fifty. It was fifty-two and a half. <laughs> and his final gonna, score forty-five-seven. Our buddy Daniel had the over. A couple others, so he was he was he couldn't believe it. And I, I thought Bill Belichick for a while had the over because Tom Brady was in there a couple drives too long. Don't you think? I mean, even you have to be like, come on. And then when they went after his legs, the drive before they took him out. Well, and I was watching was with my dad. And, right? It was forty-five seven when he was in. Yeah, yeah. The paramedics almost came to my house when the uh, when when the guy went at Brady's knees. I really uh, think that that would have been it for my dad. It just would have been over. <laughs> the poor guy. I mean, you talk about a fireable offense. What do you do? What do you do it's if Brady's the, out after that? That's just their mindset. It's the weirdest thing. They never let up. Like that. That's why, like the Packers, that nineteen to seven game, the Pats. I can't remember three games that the Pats have blown late like that, like in the entire Belichick-Brady no. thing. I remember one of them was 2004, the year, the great year of the teaser. Remember how many three-team teasers we won oh, in yeah. a row? We won like nice. eight straight weeks of three-team teasers. We were just rolling in money. And then the Dolphins and, uh, Monday night game, right? Yeah, and the Monday night Miami game, I think we were up like 10 or 12 or something. And, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, we just it just, it fell apart. And that's... Belichick's usually always stepping on the pedal. Mm-hmm. The the weather, you feel like if if that game was played in in good conditions yesterday, the Colts maybe do a little better. I don't know. I mean, between that and the deflated balls, no, I, I felt on. like an idiot taking the Colts plus the points yesterday. I really did. I said this is stupid. The Patriots get the lead and then they never look back. And and you know, there's just talk about preparing for a team. When Brady throws 50 times the week before, and then it's just a steady diet of LeGarrette Blount that you can't stop, like you're just in a hopeless situation. I think if you're the Colts, I don't, I don't care what the weather is. They, just, I, they didn't belong in the Final Four, and they're not taking anything away from the Patriots, but they just they just showed how soft they were. Yeah, I took I picked the Pat uh, the Colts in my column just because 
it had been such a pro patriot uh, week of pros for me. I didn't yeah. want to like cement it by then picking the Pats to cover. I was scared, so I hedged. Right. But I took them in ZFL. I felt pretty confident about that one. Just oh, felt yeah. like, you know, you always like the team that probably shouldn't have won the week before, but the team they were playing, like weird stuff was going on. And, and mm-hmm. Manning was just so bad in that Colts game. That I feel like he single-handedly swung the game, and then the the coaching was terrible, and, and it seemed like the Denver players kind of quit on Manning late. And I don't know if that necessarily meant the Colts were a team that belonged in the Super Bowl. No, it didn't. But I'll say this: Luck didn't didn't have a lot of help. It seemed no. like seemed like he's a one-man team, and he really they had a lot of drops there. And again, the Patriots would have smashed them up either way. But um, well, and Reggie Wayne who yeah. was, had a torn triceps, which is useless. So now it's like T.Y. Hilton and Moncrief and the right. tight ends over the middle, which the Pats have been able to stop all year. Mm-hmm. And, and then, the game was over as soon as that punt hit the face mask. That was it, right? The, well, but the Colts, that game in the first half was closer than I think people are going to remember because um, the Colts were moving. Like, Boom Heron, that is part of the problem, obviously, why they didn't make the Super Bowl. Like, boom, Heron, that one play, perfect wheel route that's killed the Patriots all mm-hmm. year. And right in his hands, luck threw it perfect, then he dropped it. You know, yeah. they had a bunch of plays like that. They, they, they had plays that were open in the first half, and Brady did not have a good first half. Well, let's um, just, let me just uh, let's just do this one more time. Uh, let's take a look back at yesterday. This is Vince McMahon, Canton, Massachusetts. Met Metropolis skating rink, Andrew the Giant Luck, you experienced a case of deflated balls. What are your thoughts? I never noticed anything about the balls. I just God, I sound like Bill Walton. Let me try that again. <laughs> go ahead. It really sounded like Bill Walton. Oh, it is you doing it. All right, go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, let's start again. <laughs> I never noticed anything about the balls. I, I, it just we didn't play well. We we just didn't we just as a team we we it's just not a good game for us not a good oh, I went in Bill Walton again I I've just lost Andrew the Giant it's <laughs> right. gone that's this it this summer I really got to rededicate myself okay we'll figure it out over the break yeah it it did feel like uh like watching him I feel like reminds me of of Elway's Bronco teams in the eighties where yeah. I, I it was funny. So I went much. back. I was going to compare them in a column, and I went back. And Elway's stats during the 80s, especially in those playoff games, were so much worse than I remembered. I felt like he was this one-man team that was throwing four touchdowns a game, but he really oh, yeah. wasn't. No, no. But In that regular you know, he, season, he couldn't touch what Luck is doing, but I know it's a different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different era now. But remember, like, Elway's, he was kind of getting there, and he'd make big plays when it mattered. But when you looked around at who he had, that he who he was throwing to, it was always like kind kind of these guys that was right. they were there one year, they weren't the next, and Definitely. and Luck, the only guy that if he wins a Super Bowl like in two three years, the only guy I feel like on this offense who will be on that team is T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, yeah, you're you know, right. maybe right. Moncrief. Who knows? Fleener is a nice option most of the time, but yeah. That's uh, they need to do some work there. I think it's uh, not fair that they, you know, like uh, when we, if you'd wrestle and you you had a good kid in high school, but the team was bad, like the the kid was only going to go so far in the counties because he's 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 rolling with the same guys, and you're playing in the AFC South. You're just yeah. not gonna you're not gonna get those good reps. You're not gonna play the tough nosed teams enough to uh, to win and advance and be used to it. Well, they. They uh, uh, the Ravens were the second best team in the AFC, and maybe that didn't 
really happen until January, but just like their A game, mm-hmm. um, I think was out of all the AFC teams, that was the only other AFC team that I think could could have played in the Super Bowl and done pretty well. Yeah, that is, that is the shame of it because you know, I mean, Brady's won his share against Manning anyway, but I think as a similar result yesterday, if the Broncos are in there, I mean, maybe not forty-five point, thirty-five, you know, maybe. But I think they lose by three touchdowns. I heard, so I, I got a little inside info. I won't say from where, but apparently Manning was even bad in practice for the last two months. Yeah. And I wrote about this a little bit on Friday, but I don't. I just don't think he can play five straight months anymore. I'm sure mm-hmm. he can play seven weeks or eight weeks or whatever, but just week after week after week, um. I just don't. I, I I just don't think he can do it. I floated out. I have a little conspiracy, little clairvoyant Bill prediction. Yeah. I don't think Kubiak and Manning are going to make it in Denver. It just really? doesn't make sense. They just Manning's always wanted to run his offense. Kubiak's a guy he hates shotgun. Like he has a very particular offense that he likes. I don't see them making. I w- I really wouldn't be surprised if if Manning either retired or they just cut him. Well, when you when you see John Fox split like that so abruptly, you think, all right, yeah. well, he's got inf- inside information. He had a heart attack last year. He knows right. that he's not coming back, and he doesn't want to rebuild this team for the next two, three, five no. years. You know, so that's it. But that ended up not really being the case because now a lot of the players are saying Manning told him he's coming back, and I think it's Elway. I think people are having trouble with Elway by oh, all accounts. He's, he's very. He's maybe tough to deal with, so maybe Kubiak could even deal with Manning. But it's the Elway thing that uh, maybe Elway heard your comparison and didn't like it. Become I, I still think Manning to Tennessee is in play. Really? Wow. Goes back there, finishes his career, uh, gets a piece of the team. His wife owns five percent of the Grizzlies. She does. Yeah. Does he know about that, or is that just like a th- purchase I, your wife makes without telling you? I think it's one of those things where he's not allowed to own the Grizzlies. So Interesting. She you got to really trust your wife. I don't know if I'd trust my wife with 5% of the Grizzlies. No way. She'd just take it. No. She'd be out. Yeah. Especially that. That's a nice nice piece right now. Um, hey, we never did a line. We should probably do a line here. It's Let's funny. do the line. So We did. We, uh, we yeah, we, I, I emailed you mine. I, you didn't want to jinx yourself. But I emailed you mine. I have an issue with what you did last night. I want what to talk about that. Go I'm going to confront you about this. All right. <laughs> I didn't like what you did. Oh, come on. The game was over. No, no, it wasn't over. It wasn't over. You know it wasn't over. You mailed me. We usually, because it's so easy to see the lines now, we usually mail each other the lines after the game. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, like, and we did this every round. So it's like, oh, okay, now we know the one seed's playing the four seed. So here's my guess for that game because I want to guess it before I see it. Right. You mailed me your Super Bowl line guess. I'm going to look at the exact time. I want to get my, all my info right here because I right. really didn't appreciate what you did. Yeah, you mailed <laughs> it to like me at lost. six. I think they, they went on a 17 nothing run after I emailed you. I don't know. You mailed it to me at six oh one p.m. The game started at three four. It was it was like twenty four to seven. You mailed it to me. Nah, was it? That was yeah, it was, it was like twenty four seven. You mailed me your Super Bowl guess. Well, I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> well, if I did that to you, you would have a heart attack. The sports book. I guess you couldn't bet it, but I kept seeing on Twitter. I'm like, I have to get this out because I kept seeing. Super Bowl line, early Super Bowl line. Include they had the Patriots. They didn't have Seattle. 
versus Indy or they had Seattle versus New England. It was in the third quarter as it. Oh boy, yeah. they, they they should we should get that out. But I'm I apologize that I threw off your uh, mojo there. No, you didn't throw off my mojo because I. <laughs> I put it this way, I wasn't worried. I just thought it reminded me a little bit uh Lewis K. Yeah. Uh Jimmy's Jimmy's um PR flack. Yeah. As well as our friend. Right. He hates being called a flack, so we're gonna call him a flack. Okay. Two thousand ten NBA finals, he's a huge Laker fan. Yeah. At halftime of game seven. He emailed me congratulations for winning the title, and he knew what he was doing. I didn't talk to him for a couple months. Uh, I was really mad. I'm still mad about it. I'm going to get him back at some point in his life. You should. I'll help you get him back. I'll help you get him back. But that, then that he's was like, a oh, I, I didn't mean to jinx. I really thought it was over. I was like, no, you didn't. What no, were they didn't. up to sell? What were they winning by? It, we were up by like 12 or something. It was like 48-36 in the fourth It was bullshit. Kobe yeah. was playing terrible, and he, he tried to jinx it, and it worked. So yeah. I'll get him back at some point in his life. Celebrities, right. don't sign with Lewis K. He, he, he does stuff like that. He tries wow. to jinx your teams. That's great. I love this. This is going to be a big problem. Maybe no, that'll no, be no, my no, revenge. Yeah, don't sign with Lewis K. No, I've forgiven Lewis. Lewis and I are good. It's, I was hurt. I was hurt that he, jinxed, uh, he tried to jinx my team. I All didn't right. think he would play dirty pool like that. Can we talk about the ultimate jinx on your team? I mean, this is the equivalent of Julian Edelman get, uh, coming down with a fractured fibula. I watched yeah, the game with, I watched game with Corolla, and for the entire fourth quarter, after I had sent you my guess, he said, he's like, well, the Pats will be favored, what, by four in the Super Bowl? I said, no, it's, it, opened, it opened in a lot of places. It's Seattle by two and a half. Oh, no, don't and, tell uh, me. Don't he, tell me. And then really, I'm not kidding. For 40 minutes, he went on and on about how, you know, base, base, basically on yesterday's games, how atrocious that line is. He got in early, 5,000 on the Patriots. Oh, my God, why? Yeah, yeah. Why? So I'm sorry. I guess you don't even have to watch the game now. That's it. I'm I'm having Allison Rosen on my podcast. <laughs> She's going to so do a whole Super Bowl back? podcast with her. Bringing her in studio. She can That's read the great. news. I'm done. I'm done with Corolla. How dare he does that to That's me? That's great news. We we both picked that it would be Seattle minus two and a half. And it actually did open at Seattle minus anywhere from one to three. And now, as of Monday morning, the Patriots are favored by one and a half points. Oh, wow. So move four points? That's what I mean. It's like people are really, just like they did last week, they're basing their bets on yesterday's performance. Not sure it's, not sure it's completely warranted. I don't know. I don't know yet. So Vegas really screwed up with that line. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of money. Because that's, that's terrible to miss by four points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially so why right did you think there. it was Why did you think it was two and a half? What was your reasoning? Um. I thought the NFC uh, representative was going to be favored by three, uh, just just whoever it was, and then uh, you know unless the lower seed got in there, and um, and then I I just factored the half point on the on the Patriots, uh, you know, on their su- superb play yesterday, superior play to Seahawks. Why did you? Yeah, think, I was thinking. In my head, I was thinking all week if Seattle wins and New England wins, Seattle by three, but mm-hmm. then I thought Seattle looked just vulnerable enough. That uh, that maybe two and a half. You yeah. know what? You know it was a hidden subplot. Another hidden subplot of that Seattle Green Bay game, and I didn't realize this till my friend Chip from college emailed me, who's a diehard Wisconsin Milwaukee guy. Mm-hmm. 
because they 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 had a taste of Russell Wilson. He was at Wisconsin, right? Yeah, and he was just like alligator tears. Like he was just so mad. Like, <laughs> well, typical Wilson pretending to cry after the game. It's really, it's really like he is now that I think Wisconsin's turned on Russell Wilson. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> he was never supposed to be drafted, <laughs> let alone the top three quarterbacks <laughs> in, in this decade. My teammates lifted me. <laughs> uh, I'm so, I'm so turned on him. Remember, remember when you used to make fun of me that he was my boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, I've totally turned on him. It's like really? we don't even talk anymore. Yeah, well, with yeah, I returned all I mean, his stuff. He really talk about a legacy. Like if that game goes down, just like it maybe should have. What do you yeah. think of Russell Wilson with four interceptions, a fumble, and like you said, almost pulling off the Delome? It it would have had a Delome shadow over this next season because he would have spent the next seven, eight months just answering questions about it. Yeah, yeah. He I have owes, a serious question he, he for America. He owes Mike McCarthy. Uh, I, I, I don't know what kind of car is, is good these days, but one, one of those classic Lamborghinis I think is a good start. I have a serious question for America. Mm. You're really going to root for – Richard Sherman, the 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 all time front running trash talker. You're gonna root for Russell Wilson and his alligator tears. You're gonna root for Marshawn Lynch, Lynch, who doesn't have the the dignity to talk to reporters and just I like makes them feel Lynch. bad about themselves. You're oh. you're not gonna root for Belichick and Brady and deflated footballs <laughs> and just. Uh, what a who does America? America hates both of these teams. This is now. really this is. It's a good one. Alien versus Predator. What do you do with this? Who's the Who's the good guy in this matchup? Well, it's not Corolla who has five thousand on the Patriots. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, who are you going to root for? Whoever you wager on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I like to see you win. I don't I don't want to see you upset, Billy. But uh, but we'll, we'll, we have to we have to. I mean, you, you would you would. It's impossible to put it aside. But based on your betting patterns and everything. Who would you go with this game? If you weren't a fan of either. I can't. I can't remove myself from it. I know. It's stupid. It's I do play. think, though, Belichick, here's what I'll say. This is this is my er, very early thought process. Mm-hmm. Belichick's really good at take. if it's an offense that's not that's a little bit one-dimensional or has, has some serious holes, he's very good at just exposing those holes. Mm-hmm. And... Seattle lost Richardson, who hadn't had a huge statistical impact, but at least was another deep threat for them. An option, yeah. It's basically just Curse and Baldwin and tight ends now. Right. And, like, Seattle has problems. Like, their return game the whole year, their kick returner, their punt returner, they just, they've had really bad return game, Mm -hmm. return game issues the whole year. You saw it yesterday with Baldwin dropped one. Yeah. I think there's little holes that he can exploit. They'll figure out a way. They'll study whatever Green Bay did, and they'll t- they'll figure out a way that Wilson doesn't scramble. Well, yeah, and in many ways, and I hate when the reporter said after the game, like, it does this is this does this taste the best out of any Super Bowl win? I, I hate it, but I'll say this: in many ways, this is the most important Super Bowl for Belichick. Wouldn't you say? Like, wouldn't you? You don't want yeah, to well, fall in the Marv Levy territory. Four Super Bowl losses, even though they've won a bunch. They it's just, very, uh, it's it, very Popovich, Duncan, Spurs last year yeah. kind of vibe. It it just puts the whole era in a different light because now you win four Super Bowls, you made six, you made nine AFC title games in fourteen years. Um, 
Brady puts them in a whole other level historically. I think this is the best team they've played, though, in the Super Bowl. I don't think you would say Panthers or Eagles and well, all those Giants teams beat them. I don't. People uh, forget how good the Rams were. I guess the Rams were. The Rams yeah. were really good. Yeah. That, that, I mean, people were talking about the Rams in all-time terms going into that game. Right. But the, that was the, the year they barely beat the Bucks, right, in the semifinals in the conference? Or was that the, yeah, smash-mouth yeah. football. Right. Kind of did it to them, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, mean, there's no reason Seattle should have crushed the Broncos last year. Like, we, we we like Seattle, but we ne- we didn't see that coming. So they're much tougher. The offense was that much better, you think? I mean, well, we they're were... just tougher. They just manhandled them, and Manning had a crap day, and they had no plan B. And then, you know, I I think the more we've seen of John Fox, this funny Mays who works for Grantland, yeah. huge Bears fan. It's like, hey, congratulations on. <laughs> On uh, being a relevant team that has no chance on winning the Super Bowl. Good luck. Right. Like, what do you do with that? But I, I agree. I think this is probably the best team the Patriots have played. Hopefully Sherman has an elbow injury that's going to bother him. Sherman and Earl Thomas, they vowed that they're going to play. But big MRIs this morning. We'll see what yeah. happens with that. Well, you, you talked about what's at stake for the Pats. Like, going back-to-back in the salary cap era is really impressive. Yeah. If Seattle definitely. did that. I couldn't believe that stat where Seattle was the first – Super Bowl team to win a playoff game in, in however many years. Really hard. It's yeah. It's like hockey where, yeah. you know, you play those 19 games or maybe even 20 in a couple of cases to win the Super Bowl, and then you got to come back the next year and just physically, you know, guys get paid off of what happened. They lost some guys. The Harvin trade didn't work out. They lost a couple of the guys from last year's yeah. team. And It is sort of getting like hockey and baseball where you just make the playoffs, and then you kind of have a – then it's a coin flip. Like I think that's how the Ravens played it. And uh, well, that's yeah. the thing. You go back year after year, right? And it's like whoever made the Super Bowl, at least one of the teams pulled the game out of their ass, and usually mm-hmm. both. And I think the Pats pulled that Ravens game semi out of their ass, and the right. Seahawks pulled the game completely out of their ass. Yeah. And uh, tough one for the Packers. Tough one for the Ravens to watch. I think. Definitely. And. Definitely. I, I texted this to you. I couldn't help it. I, w- I wasn't trying to torture you. But it was hard not to watch that Packers-Seahawks game yesterday and, and not think that the Cowboys could have done the exact same thing. Oh, it was gross. I couldn't I couldn't take it. I said, you know, it's one thing if Seattle's offense shows up or some kind, but, uh, you know, and you don't want to compare, like, what the Cowboys definitely would have won or definitely would have lost, but... If this is how they came out in the first half, I, I, I kind of think we're, we're at least in it at the end. That's all I ever wanted. Uh, sick. A lot of sad fans. A lot. So you I think mean, this is the most really like between I know I know like Packers is the worst, Cowboys second worst, and Lions, but three three franchises of fans just uh, devastated. About ten to fourteen days, thirteen. Days. And you think this is going to be America's least favorite Super Bowl? Two yeah, teams that nobody so. likes. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Hey, listen, I'm sorry, America, that Tom Brady, all he cares about is football and just setting a good example. Sorry. Just, just cares about family and football. <laughs> Everyone's, everyone went to see wife. American Sniper. American Sniper this weekend. It's all about family and defending your country. Tom, Tom Brady is just about family and football, and you guys are against him. So yeah. you got to live with that. Speaking of uh, American Sniper and movies, yeah. you want to hit some of these Oscar odds? Yeah, let's do that quickly. Okay. Because right, I have so, to go because we have a big Grantland basketball hour Saturday, 5 p.m. ESPN. I know. I wish yeah. you luck with that. But Thanks, so, buddy. Now, so we had um, – so it looks like a runaway in almost every category if you go by the odds that are listed. 
Well, was it, when the, when the odds came out, everybody was like a one to fifteen or one to twenty right. favorite, and it was like, wow, it's going to happen. But now this American Sniper thing kind of changed the the, the storyline. I think. Well, why? But it's not even up for uh, for best picture, right? No, I think for Cooper, I think it changes. Oh, it. I see. I see. Okay. Because it it was a phenomenon this weekend. Yeah. I don't and think that fits. ever matters, does it? Does the box office ever matter? No, it? but it, it gets a little ground. Like, remember, people are voting now. Right. Okay. And sometimes there's a little groundswell that goes, and people just – people like this movie. I I thought it was pretty generic, I got to say. I saw it, and I just felt like a movie I've seen 15 times. It wasn't filmed in a very creative yeah. way. Cooper's fantastic. I thought he was but, good. I thought he was really good, and – Compared to uh, uh, that American Hustle nonsense, which I think right. you know, I hated that movie. Like, wow, he just showed a lot of range, and uh, I thought he played the part really well. He's, I don't he's buy excellent. The propaganda, the, the, everyone talking about the propaganda. I don't, nah. I don't. I don't think it was like that at all. Bradley Cooper would say the same thing. But so that. So I didn't even write his odds down for best actor. I think it was Keaton is minus two twenty five, and Eddie Redmayne is it from the theory. No, I of think everything? I think Cooper is a real threat. Really? All yeah. Right. I do. We have a uh, me and Wesley and Chris Connolly are filming a uh, special Oscar show this week, a preview show. Yeah. And we the Cooper thing is is pretty interesting because he's never really had a moment. This will be this is three Oscar nominations for him now. You wouldn't think of him as mm-hmm. an A list major. You know, maybe like has like the championship belt basically right now, but he he might. You know. And yeah. And That's the, the way... only category. Yeah. So what are his odds now? Well, I have to look. Hold on. Let me see. Let me just go while I look. Boyhood one to twenty for best picture. Uh, one to twenty also for best director. That uh, link later. And um, Julianne Moore one to thirty three for best actress. Patricia Arquette one to forty for supporting actress. I mean, these are runaways. They just give them to him now. J.K. Simmons. Uh, Best Supporting Actors, 1 to 25. I like that one, too. And, um, yeah, so Best Actor. Let me see. I got to say, the Julianne Moore ad surprised me because I thought Reese Witherspoon was, was fantastic and wild. Yeah. I really closer. liked that movie, and I liked her in it. And I'm not saying Julianne Moore wasn't better, but I'm surprised, like, people thought it was that dramatic. Like, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon's not even in the conversation. Right. Right. And I thought... I thought this boyhood, I don't know. I think it's most overrated of the year. I really do. Like, it's it's nice that they shot it over 12 years, but you know, they, didn't, they didn't go three months every three years. They went like four days every three years. You know, and that and still didn't end the movie if you watch it. There's an Entertainment Weekly article about it, and somebody had a quote in there that I actually thought was pretty smart, which is basically like, it's one of those movies that hits each person a different way. And I think that's that's why it's that's probably it. going to win. Okay, but for director now, it's best. You have to you have to appreciate Birdman. The thing had six cuts in the whole movie. Birdman Bird. has to be. If that guy doesn't win best director, that would be a shame. He's not going to win. It's one to twenty for Boyhood. For and best director, you, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's ludicrous. I know. I don't agree with that. I here's the thing with Boyhood. It was the best gimmick of the year. Right. And it's it was certainly first of its kind will never be approached again. But for me, the biggest hole was like the kid. It was amazing to watch him get older and all that stuff. Mm. Not a great actor. 
I thought he was better as it went on. I, I would have been okay. worried. Maybe okay. that's why the director should get accolades because I thought his first few years of acting, I thought they were a little, they were bad. They were to Mike build a whole bad. movie around a guy, a two yeah. and a half hour movie about somebody who's really not that good of an actor. I well, don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I I thought Ethan Hawke was great. Yeah, I mean that whole category is usually is, is good. That's J.K. Simmons who I think wins. That 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 was that was a great performance of Whiplash. Ed Norton was great. Ruffalo. Hawk Ruffalo was really good too. Yeah, it was really good. And Hawk and Duval. I didn't like the judge too much. It was kind of Duval was a but, bogus yeah. nomination. Yeah. That's like, hey, he's old. Let's give him a nomination. Right. But I'm looking at your Bradley Cooper, and it's it's not on a site that you could bet, but he's fifty to one odds to win. Somebody always gets momentum from January to February, and the other possibility, and we, I already bet on this with you, was uh, I think Selma, Selma, the director and the actor, getting getting uh, not nominated. There's a little potential with Selma because so, they did such a bad job of marketing one. that movie and getting right. the screeners out and just everything. They just botched it, and right. and and I think belatedly could get some momentum because it's really good. No, I misspoke. Sniper is uh, nominated for uh, Best Picture. S- Sniper and Selma are twenty-five to one. Yeah, Sniper is a candidate now. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's going to have a lot of momentum from how it opened. And all right, I always have a theory that America is just ready for certain movies, mm-hmm. where it's like some horror movie will do really well, and you think. Why did that movie do well? It's just like, well, America's ready for a horror movie. It's been a while, mm. you know? And I think America was ready for just an old school war movie. It'd been a while. We had, we'd had war movies, but they'd, you know, the kind of new wave and people putting on infrared goggles and people. In, this yeah. was kind of a, a movie that could have come out 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Well, let, let, here's what I think hurts this movie the guy is a liar. The guy's kind no, of a liar. There's going to be a whole smear campaign that will <clears throat> all the other. This is what they do now. They all try to pick apart everybody, the the rivals' movies. And they yeah, but it, and nor- normally story, but... there hasn't been a court case where the guy was con- you know accused of uh, of uh, right. slander, right? And in fact, I thought it was going to go the other way. I'm like, oh, Jesse Ventura is going to take no end of shit for this. If you don't know the story, the guy who wrote the book uh, and wrote the, what became the movie uh, up until the point he died, he, he had claimed that Ventura said bad things about George Bush and he punched him in a bar and not only couldn't he prove that he punched him, but it seemed like they weren't even in the same country, Ventura and the American sniper. And so he loses the court case. The guy dies. I don't want to ruin the movie or anyone, but, and then Ventura goes after him for, uh, for punitive damages and wins like that is really hard to pull off. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty hard to pull off. Especially against a dead man. So, I don't know if that's going to weigh against him. I think those best film odds will drop. I don't think they'll win. But I think Cooper's in the mix for best actor. Yeah. All right. I think – What did you think of Imitation Game? I I got through half of it yesterday, and uh, I'm going to watch the rest tonight. But uh, I I liked it so far. You you liked it? It's it's a nice story that no one really knows. I really liked it. Yeah. I'm not sure I like Cumberbatch. I'm not sure I would have nominated him. Well, he had to be a little weird and everything. Yeah, he was too annoying. Good. I like. It's weird. They people feel like it was kind of an off year. I, there were a lot of movies I liked this year. I, I don't think there were. There weren't those like knockout punch movies, but there mm-hmm. were a lot of really good ones. Yeah, I thought. Solid. So. I think we get jaded solid year. These, we get jaded because we have these uh, screeners and we, we sound like a holes. But 
Yeah, it was pretty well, good. Well, it seems like I, I don't think ra- ratings wise, like we have a show, Jimmy Kimmel Live has a show after the Oscars, and I was like, ah, it's not going to be good just because these categories are such runaways and there's no truly impactful movies, even though they were solid, I thought. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, Neil Patrick Harris has uh, his hands full with this one. Sniper will get some momentum for. I think Selma will get some momentum. Boy, I, I, people are going to talk themselves into these Oscar movies. All right. I hope so. I'll, of course, Anything I'll to promote? About this. Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. Uh, Danny DeVito, Abby Jacobson, Bad Sons performing. And uh, later in the week, Eric Stone Street, Ewan McGregor, Edward Norton. My Grantland Super Bowl prop blog spectacular next Thursday. Uh, I guess we'll be doing a podcast in the middle of next week with our props, right? And yeah, then, we'll do uh, our annual prop, prop yeah. pod. That's great. And I'm also excited next for that. Thursday. The Henry Hynoski Memorial <laughs> Super uh, Bowl ridiculous prop bet. I have to look. I have to look. I'm going to be researching hours and hours for that. The next Henry. Oh, Hynoski. that was a great moment yesterday. The John Kuhn touchdown that wasn't a touchdown yeah, for like right. 70 to 1. <laughs> that would have been 71. His elbow was just down. Uh, and also Our friend Lewis K. almost won on that. That's right. I'm uh, glad he didn't. I'm still mad about 2010, Lewis. You will hate Corolla more than Lewis K. when this is all over with. I can't Next, believe this Corolla news. <laughs> Next Thursday, I'll be in Glendale on SportsCenter giving out my Super Bowl pick and presenting some uh, comedy I shot in Las Vegas. That's it. I'm going to break a bottle of Mangria over Corolla's head when I see him. <laughs> he jinxed you. Uh, there's and no they push can... him into a bunch of Mangria kegs. And they have to well, lose, too. They can't even win by one because he got them with points. So, uh that's trouble. That's it. Uh, that's it for the BS Report. Check out the Grantland Basketball at 5 p.m. ESPN, Jalen Rose, uh, Jason Whitlock, Zach Lowe, Allison Rosen from Corolla's Podcast. I'm going <laughs> to drag her on somehow. Please do it. Please. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad at Corolla. You ruined my day. <laughs> Good, job you, Good job by you, Billy. Good job by you. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out. Gotta say, Gola, great call on grabbing Subway for lunch and getting guacamole on our subs. Told you this new guac really amps up the flavor. Yep, something adding up things can be great. Guacamole on your sub, a new co-host to replace you. What was that? Oh, no, nothing. Subway now has deliciously rich new guacamole made from ripe-ass avocados with just a hint of garlic, onion, and jalapeno. Discover how new guacamole turns up the flavor on any of your freshly made favorites. Subway. Eat fresh.